and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. I'm curious, do you want to know how to achieve lasting positive transformation, abundance and empower your life? If you are not happy with where you are today and the repeating patterns that represent in your life over and over again, then a radical shift is what's required to help you make changes and live your life more on purpose. All you need to do is sign up to our email list and you will receive an online module on how to create radical paradigm shifts. You can get it completely for free when you sign up to our email list at katherineplano.com. And as a valued subscriber, you are also going to get exclusive content that's only available to our email subscribers, where we will have members-only events, free access to online masterclasses, VIP and discount tickets to all events. Only available for people on our email list, we offer bonus content with more advanced tips that are exclusive just for our email subscribers. There is an amazing stuff available for you only if you sign up to the email list and you can do that by going to katherineplano.com and sign up on the homepage. Well, this week I'm super excited about our guest. We have Natalie McNeil. Natalie is an Emmy Award winning media entrepreneur, author of Conquer Your Year and The Conquer Kit, and the creator of SheTakesOnTheWorld.com. She Takes On The World was featured by Forbes on its list for the top 100 websites for entrepreneurs and by Forbes Women in the top 10 websites for entrepreneur women. With more than 1 million entrepreneurs from almost every country on earth have come for inspiration, action steps and support on everything from business and brand building to superhuman health and living in alignment. Natalie believes in business built from the heart and scaled from the soul because that's the only real way to create lasting transformation in yourself, your industry and your world. She also believes that success is a habit and our routines are the small but mighty steps that have the power to shape our lives and future. And she also believes that we owe it to ourselves to explore the deepest part of our humanity and our planet and always keep one eye open for the next adventure that you and I more alike than you might realize. It's now time to tune into this one very inspirational human being. Enjoy. So today I'm super excited with our guest. We have Natalie McNeil all the way from LA. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Thank you so much for having me. So I was having a look at her amazing website, shetakesontheworld.com, and you've got to check it out. It's pretty awesome. I know that you're going to be going through a bit of a revamp in November. But one of the questions that I did ask Natalie before we got onto the show was how do you have time to do all the things that you do? So uh, one of her response was time expands for me, which I'd love to unpack. But before we do that, Natalie, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to share her unique story. So tell us what inspired you to do what you do today? I'm inspired by all of life. And when I go out into the world, 
inspiration is constantly reflected back to me through the experiences that I'm having, through the people that I'm meeting. And in that space, I've had so many opportunities to create, to create She Takes on the World, to write my books, to make web series and film projects and so many other things in the span of my career. So what really inspires me is just everyone and everything around me. I think we can find inspiration in everything. And I really am a, an explorer of the world and a creator. And it's how I come to know myself and how I unlock new parts of myself. And it's in unlocking new parts of myself that I feel I, I, I move into different spaces business-wise as well. So Doing is always inspired by this this way of being, and then that opens a lot of doors. That's the best way that I can explain it, and especially because I, I've done so much and my career over the last decade has encompassed <laughs> quite a few different things in different industries and uh, many different projects that I've taken on. Because mm, I can see you are an award-winning media entrepreneur and I love what you do. You do, uh, and you, we were just talking about your TV uh, platform as well. Uh, I'd love to hear more about how did you get into that space? I've got into any space that I've gone into work-wise because of my openness and because of seeing opportunities where other people may not and because of my curiosity. And at the time, I was very curious about the future of media. This is when I was still in university. I was curious about where we were headed and I felt like I had a place in that. It was... It was interesting the way it all came together. There were a lot of little synchronicities. I ended up meeting Vincent Marconi, who became my business partner, and then we took on some big interactive projects together. And we're talking about like a decade ago, working on 360-degree um, technology and, and immersive interactive media projects that I feel is really just a conversation that we're having more in the last couple years. So we were... We were pretty far ahead of the curve on that one. And that's a space that I like being in. And I arrive in those spaces because I follow my curiosity and I just allow life to be my teacher and experience to be my teacher. Mm, I love that. So for our listeners, would you like to maybe explain a little bit of what you do, Natalie? <laughs> Because you do, baby. I I laugh at that question because it's so challenging for me to answer, and I think it's one of the questions that puts that can sometimes put us in a box. You know, I I understand that labels have their place, and I think labels help us to understand the world around us or to to understand what somebody what somebody does, and yet. When I hear the question, I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm in a box because I've had a career as an author, as a speaker, as a producer, as the host of a of a series. I have been in front of the camera. I've been behind the camera. I have done a lot of impact projects around the world as well. And that's something that is deeply important to me and a big part of my life. And I could talk to you for hours about each of those facets of my life. And so I feel like my multidimensionality doesn't fit into a box. And so it's very hard to answer a question like that. And actually, I think it's the same for so many other people too, because sometimes we feel like we, like we have to put ourselves in a box and we have to have, uh, a, like one thing that we, 
that we do. And I think the truth is that we all have many dimensions. And I think a lot of us go into business because we want the freedom to be ourselves fully and to express ourselves in a higher capacity. And those are the kind of women that I work with in business. And I'm, I'm so inspired by women like that too, who want to break that mold. And so a lot of the people that I work with and myself included, like talking about <laughs> what it is I do is so challenging. So I'll give you all that being said, I'll tell you a little bit about a few of the things I'm working on right now. I'm working on a new brand for nataliemacneil.com. I'm really excited about that because it does feel like the fullest expression of me. I have a new book coming out in a couple months, um, followed by two more books in the next two years. I have been working on a new immersive personal development experience that is the culmination of all my learnings in both the interactive space as well as in tech and personal development and hosting events. Um, I'm also working in other spaces as well, um, in various capacities and, and in other businesses, especially ones focused on health and well-being and elevating consciousness. So there are a number of things that I'm that I'm working on right now, which all of that <laughs> being shared, I'm sure you can see why it's challenging for me to answer a question like what like what do you do? <laughs> mm. Oh look, I'm right there with you, Natalie. I I'm the same. I actually did a talk a little while ago. Labels are just for for jars, uh, and I agree with you. It's um it's interesting because when you work with branding agencies or, or brand branding coaching a uh, coaches, sorry, they actually always ask you. So what exactly do you do? And I've had so many people ask me the same question. They'll look at my website and they say, What exactly do you do? But I'm exactly like I do. I do a number of things, but it's more so about what's the the overarching message for what you do. Uh, so mine's all geared around in leadership, and that's that's just working with a, a brand coach to actually what was my message. But I found it really difficult to actually ver- verbalize it because I love writing, I love speaking, I do a lot of a lot of the things that you do, and. Um, it's hard. You're right. It's not about putting yeah. yourself and I, in the And box. I get it. Like as someone who does branding strategy for a lot of other businesses, I, I get it. <laughs> and I think um, one brand needs to have that brand archetype and the message and the purpose. And, and we can create a lot of different things as well. And yeah, I've I've gone in a lot of different directions, which I'm grateful for because there's so much learning in all of it. Oh, it sure is. Absolutely. So I'd love to unpack your new book because I, I saw your first book, She Takes on the World, and then you've got The Conquer Kit and a few another another one. But you were saying this book that's coming out in November, The Rituals, is completely new for you. So what's the transformation piece for you from what you were doing to what you are moving into? The rituals is more about presence and aliveness. And I think in the past, my books have focused more on productivity and getting more done and squeezing another ounce out of your workday. And and that being said, I've written from a place of, of doing anything you're doing, being deeply aligned with a, a way of being and your values and and how you want to be spending your time. So in the rituals, I take it a lot deeper into your way of being to cultivate deeper relationships with people around you to discover your true purpose and to share that with the world and to really show up from your most powerful, pleasure-filled space of, of joy in everything that you do. And I think we we're missing we're missing connection today. And I think social media is so beautiful for connecting us in some ways. Like I'm connected to you. I'm connected to all of our listeners right now because of the technology that is available to us today. And at the same time, because of that, we sometimes miss out on the deeper, like human to human connections and just 
looking people in in the eyes, like connecting with others, having this human experience and being in a place and and leaving the phone at home and seeing what is seeing what comes to you in that space of like connecting with nature as well, connecting with yourself. And those are all things that I'm, I'm interested in exploring more and explore more in the book, the rituals as well, which has 40 practices for everything from gratitude to love, to connection, to joy, to self care, to renewal. And it's just a a project that I'm really proud of. Mm. So it sounds like you've moved because doing is really when you find yourself doing it's your focus is external because you want to have more money, have better business, have whatever that is. So being is like more internal. So you've moved more from an external to an internal uh, focus. Yeah. And I think that both are actually very important. So it's not about being in, in one or the other. I think the balance of them, the harmony of doing and being is really important. And it's more about doing, being inspired by being. So I want to be in my joy and my pleasure and my authentic power. And from that place, I want to like harness all of that and channel it all into the things that I do. So it's it's the balance between being and doing that is really important for me. And I think I, I used to focus more on doing and in focusing a couple a couple years, the last couple years for me have really been about play and getting to know myself again and having new experiences and going on adventures and just figuring out what my highest service to the whole, to the collective will be moving forward. And I did focus a lot more on being than doing. And in the last six to 12 months, it's been, it's been about the balance of them. Mm, I love that. And it is true. It's very much like the dichotomy of the two, isn't it? If you have a look at the yin and yang, it is about how do you stay in the middle of, of, uh, of these dichotomies because they are very opposite. Mm. yeah yeah and how do we how do we marry them in a way and like create alchemy with them in a way that allows us to be in our highest expression and a lot of the women that I work with are are really wanting to serve and like bring their expertise and their talents and their gifts into the world like how do we how do we we do all that and maintain this balance between the being and the doing Mm. So for our listeners, because we do have a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, women in business and men as well, what would be a piece of advice from you? Um, how do you bring that your gift and how do you create that balance and, and uh, you know, create the alchemy uh, to bring it forward? Because you're very, very uh, good at what you do. But not everyone has got not everyone has got the, the knack on how to, you know, be good whether it's social media or media or whatever that may be. So what would be that piece of advice for you to help those stand in their light and shine? When you have an idea or a soul calling or you feel connected to a project or there's something that you want to bring into the world, taking action on it right away I think is is really important. Not a big action but just a small just a small action. And I see it as just flicking the first domino and sort of surrendering attachment to it and and seeing what unfolds. And when I approach any new idea from that place of taking small actions, which could be sharing it with a mentor or getting some advice from someone who's an expert in that space or writing the outline of a new curriculum or a new program that I'm working on, writing the the outline of a proposal for a new book. If I just take that first small action, it starts to create a momentum. And I feel like that momentum, that that spark is what turns into the the fire that allows you to see something through all the way. And it's how I start any project that I that I work on. And then my other 
big piece of advice when you're embarking on a new career path or business or a big project, really reflect on your your values, um, how you want to be living your life, how you want to be spending your time, what you want your business to look at, and make sure that you're creating a business model. Make sure you're creating a career or project that does align with all of that. And I'm always surprised to see how much disconnect there can be between the two with people that I work with. So people sharing with me that they want spaciousness to travel and to have their business more online and running without them. And yet their main business model is speaking where twice a week they're in different cities speaking like with people all the time. And it's just a business model that's not in alignment with the vision that they hold. So get clear on that vision and how you want to be working and how you want to be making money and then make sure that you're creating your business around that. And I, I believe that you can do that from the get go in your business. You don't have to put in years and years and years of doing things one way before you would be able to make that switch. You get to choose how you spend your time, how you run your business and what kind of, of business you want to, you want to be running. I love that. I love that that's the first time somebody's ever spoken about your vision because you do, you see a lot of uh, businesses and entrepreneurs in business who are looking at how do I move my business online because that's, you know, I guess that's the way that you're going to expand and reach more individuals. But is it aligned? Is your vision aligned with your actual business model? And, and that I can see how that can be a very big gap. I see it being a very big gap as well. And I think the other part of that is, let's say you do want your business to be entirely online, but you feel like you can't do that from the beginning, or you can't build an online course business as your first business or whatever that belief might be. The challenge is that you then don't necessarily attract your ideal clients either. So if you're fully aligned from the beginning, and you are expressing yourself fully, I feel like that's when you also end up working with the dreamiest clients who are such a perfect fit for you and your business. So just like be yourself, be, be authentic and be true to who you are and what you really want from the get-go and take those small actions and then surrender your attachment to the results. Mm, I love that. And it, it's this conversation I had not that long ago with another uh, guest speaker, which to be authentic and to be truly yourself, sometimes it's almost like we wear different personas. And I'm only speaking on, on my behalf here uh, because I do a lot of work in the corporate world. But prior to that, I was very much and still am very much into you know the studies and research around metaphysics. And so how do we mix the two? We're talking about spirit and science, which now I think is a great time to merge the two because there is more and more people now open uh, to receiving that kind of information because now it's not so woo-woo. We've got the quantum physics and we've got the science and we've got neuroscience that backs up all the woo-woo stuff once upon a time. So... It's uh, and it sounds a little bit like yourself. I mean, I, I maybe I'm making a big assumption here, but sounds like you know very much a big entrepreneur, very big at what you're doing, but you're moving into that space as well. Is that correct? Yeah, I think that's. <laughs> I think you can say that. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And I, and I and I always have actually operated in that space. I just haven't shared it as openly as I have been more recently. But for example, meditation and and going away and spending a lot of time like offline and at meditation retreats and working with different healers and trainers and completing a lot of like courses and different trainings and workshops that's always been part of my path and my business and um, it just feels it feels a lot more important to me now though because mm -hmm. I see the profound shifts that that's made in my life and in my business 
Absolutely. And I think that they're, they're not separate. I think that for me, right into my teens, I, um, I did a lot of, uh, you know, I've been meditating for a very long time and worked with a lot of different gurus and masters and teachers and, but I always kept it separate from my work. Uh, whereas now as I've become more mature, let's say, uh, more accepting and I think more also, um, I think with the evolution that's taking place, I think we're all calling for that um, that higher self, that, you know, calling to that connection to the soul. Yes, that resonates. And I think for, for me, it's just wanting to be fully expressed and not hiding anything in anything that I do mm. and not having my life be compartmentalized. I want it to all feel like a, a dance. Like these are all parts of me and I want all those parts of me to feel integrated and to feel expressed in every area of my life, including in my business. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Now, there was one thing that you did mention before about uh, when you get involved or when you you get a calling for a project, you always, you know, action is really important to start putting something down. And you mentioned with, for your example, with your books, because you've got, you talked about the, the ritual coming out in November, then you got two books after that. Did you just purely work on a proposal first before? Because some people go, oh, I'm going to write the book and then I'll do the proposal. And then others will do a whole uh, blueprint of their, what their book would look like. And others will do a proposal. And then if it's uh, been successful, then they'll write the book. So are you saying that your the way that you have found success was through writing a proposal first about the book? Yeah, I think everyone has a book in them. <laughs> I love books so much. And it really depends on what your goal is. It depends on if you want to work with a traditional publisher or if you want to work with a smaller publisher or indie publisher or you want to take the self-publishing route. So first it's getting clear on what that desire is and where you feel where you feel the book needs to be, like who's going to support you on bringing that book into the world. If you want to work with a publisher, and I've worked with bigger publishers on my books, um, it's important to write the proposal first and to get an agent. And then you write the book after that because the process of going through the negotiations and working with an editor, the book changes from how you would have written it based on the proposal and based on the outline in the proposal. So if you want to work with a big publisher, absolutely start with the proposal most of the time, unless it's a, unless it's a fiction book. And then sometimes that works differently. If you want to self-publish a book, I still recommend writing a proposal because it gets you clear on your audience and the marketing strategy and the outline. And I think all of those things are important to have, even if you're going to do it on your own. So I think having that business plan for the book is important and then start writing the actual book. And the books that I've written they're always very different from how the outline started out because once I've collaborated with my agent and the editorial team, all of us sharing ideas and going back and forth, it changes the book and it usually makes it a lot stronger. Mm, that's awesome. Thank it's you for sharing that. It's a beautiful process. Mm, it is, isn't it? So Natalie, through your amazing adventures, what has been your greatest lesson learned along your path? Hmm, probably that everything I thought I had control over was just an illusion. <laughs> and I have found again and again that when I live into a space of surrender, that's when the most magical things unfold in my life. And when I surrender my attachment to specific results, um, and it's still holding the vision, it's holding the vision, but not being attached to it, which is very challenging <laughs> and has been very challenging for me on my path. And when I do that, and when I'm in that, that state of surrender, 
it's amazing what ends up unfolding and what doors end up opening and what people come into my life. There are just so many synchronicities in that space. And so my biggest lesson has been learning to be in that space, to stay there, to to run a business with quarterly objectives and milestones and goals and all of those things, but still from a place of surrender and from and from unattachment. Mm, that is not an easy one. I find that for myself. I mean, I have vision boards. I do visualization. I meditate every day. And it is, for me, the way I look at it is when I want to manifest something, it's be very clear on the vision, what that is. And then it's more so rather than hanging on to it, it's what do I need to do to get to that? So I create little goals around my vision or my manifestation, but let it go. You've got to completely let it go because I feel that if you hang on to it, you're not allowing the universe to to get involved and, and help you manifest it. Yes, absolutely. And I think even beyond the, for me, beyond the, the doing, it goes back to that way of being. And mm. actually one of the rituals in the book is a being board. And I think we, you know, we have vision boards and those are are great and they're often about the things that you want to be doing or the things that you'll do or the things that you'll have and the being board is about who you're being right now and aligning that way of being with the vision and with your deepest desires and that's been a really beautiful practice for me as well to to focus on that way of being and then again going back to the beginning of our conversation letting the doing flow out of that space Mm, I love that absolutely and I think I do that we I check in with my vision board and I always say when somebody asks me to get involved in a project or anything I look at my vision board and say Catherine is that aligned with what you are manifesting right now and if the answer is no then I'm not so it always keeps me on track as am I actually being true to myself to achieve what I'm focusing on and I think that that question that you ask yourself, like that's what we all need to be doing mm. is checking in with ourselves on a very regular basis, especially those of us who are running business and operating at a high capacity. It's constantly checking in and making sure that you're still in alignment. And so I love that question. And another question that I ask myself often is, would I choose this again? So looking at everything that is coming that is coming in and evaluating whether that feels in alignment and also looking at the things that are already on my plate and asking myself again, does this still feel in alignment? And we can change our minds. We have the power to, to create those changes at, at any time. So I love, I love both of those questions. Mm, I, I And I think for me too, it's, I'm the yes woman. I say yes to everybody because I want to help everybody. Uh, but the thing is, and I've always felt really uncomfortable to say no, but I think that over time it's taught me by saying yes to everybody, I'm actually saying no to myself and I'm moving myself further and further away from my actual manifestation or my uh, vision that I want to create for myself. So it's really important to create that space. Like you said, if we go back to time yes. expands for me, which I love and I wrote down, I'm going to write that on a post-it <laughs> note and put it up on my wall because it is, it's, it's about is this yes going to be aligned with your vision or is this yes because you just want to uh, feel good about helping someone? Absolutely. Is my yes to the other person a no to myself? Yes. And if my yes to someone else is a no to me, then it's got to be a no. Mm, I love that. That's a really good one, actually. That's got, it's kind of going back and confirming that it is a no for you. I like that. So, Natalie, the other thing that we love to ask our women of inspiration is pain points. We believe we all have some pain points. <laughs> yes, let's talk about that. So what are some of your pain points or a pain point and how do you get through them? Uh I love this. I love this question because I I love talking a little bit more about the mess, you know, bless the mess. And right now I'm going through this huge rebranding and a big change in direction. A little bit of backstory on that. Beginning of last year, I did launch a new website and I did 
rebrand a little bit, but it felt like it was halfway. It felt like I made a lot of compromises because I was still managing what I felt someone's experience of me would be. I was still very mindful of creating a brand that felt more like me and made me feel more expressed, but it wasn't my full expression because I felt like my full expression might be too much for people. And I would have those conversations with myself often. And so I ended up launching a brand, a new brand last year, um, the rebrand of She Takes on the World. And I didn't feel fully aligned with that from the beginning, but I was too afraid to be all in on the new vision and what I actually wanted to create. And so that pain point has carried over into this year as well. And now I'm finally creating the brand that I've been wanting to create actually for the last couple of years. And I've been too afraid to, and I, I spent a lot of time last year just dwelling in a space of like, what are people going to think of me? And I've built this community and we have such a, a big list and following. And some of these people have been in our community for over 10 years. Like I started, she takes on the world over 10 years ago and will they abandon me? And all of those like human fears, <laughs> you know, that, that I think we experience in many different areas of our lives. Like I had all of that come up in creating this new brand and there's still a little bit of fear there, but I know that what's most important to me right now is being the fullest expression of myself in the world. And when I ask myself what my highest contribution is right now and my highest service to the whole is, I have to bring all of me. I have to, I have to be fully expressed and feel totally in alignment with my brand and with everything I'm creating. So that's been a big pain point for me. Oh, Natalie, I hear you loud and clear. I'm exactly the way you, as you're, you're, you're speaking, I'm like, oh my God, I feel like it's me talking right now. But I'm exactly the same way. I'm looking at rebranding next year, but it, there's so much fear about standing in my light and be truly who I am. And that's that merging between, you know, there's, it's merging the two Catherines, the, the two personas of being, very much into my spiritual practice and meditation since I was a teen to um, now corporate, how do I merge the two? And the fear is, yeah, what are people going to think of me? Has Catherine lost her mind? But yeah. those that know me really well know of me as that way and those that don't know me very well only know this, the, I guess, the surface aspect of me. So to be fully able to express yourself is to be authentic in who you truly are. And that's scary. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's the work. And that's the, I think the integration of those two sides of those two aspects of ourselves. I, I have seen a lot of other people working on integrating those as well. And yeah, that's, mm. that's what I've arrived at. And, and it's the dance between between those two. Yeah, I love the way you yeah. say it's a dance. It makes it sound so much more fun when you've got dichotomies and you're trying to create a merge and balance the two. It sounds like it's you're doing a bit of a tango with it, which I love. Yeah, it's because I feel like we have to make these things playful. Like you do. If, if you want to be able to do the work, if you want to be able to dive within yourself and look at your shadows and you want to be able to bring those things into the light and you want to do that that more difficult work that like brings up <laughs> that brings up all of your shit like you've got to you've got to make it fun and playful in some way yeah I so agree with you and I I actually wrote a blog just just uh recently about the shadow I really believe that that's if we just focus on that and hone into that and bring light to that which I call our blind spots um yes. it's it's really important because that's when that's that's that fullest expression of yourself when you can actually merge uh and integrate the shadow 
And which is what we're talking about really right now. Right. And this yes, is when we and, become whole. Yes. And I think there's so much power in naming your shame. Like when you mm. name your shame, it loses its its power over you and its control over your life. And I think when you can just express and vocalize what you are afraid of and what those fears what those fears are and those like irrational fears I do that in my um in the relationship that I'm in my romantic relationship and it just feels so good to know that I can express these <laughs> these fears and just be held in that and feel totally safe in that mm. because we we all have that and I think the there's a mistruth that it's, it's like if you get to a certain level, like you've achieved the success, you've built the multi-million dollar business, like from the outside looking in, you have everything. And there must not be any fears that come up at that level. There must not be <laughs> anything that you're having to like look at and, and really dive into. Like things must be really great. And there's just there are different sets of fears at every at every level you're at. And we're constantly growing and constantly expanding. And in that space, there are constantly new things coming up that we look at and that we integrate within ourselves. And I think if we've been doing that work and we have that self-awareness and we have a practice around that, and I have a lot of these practices in my new book and then the the next book that comes out as well i think when we when we stay in in that in that space yeah just there's there's always stuff coming up and oh. it gets a little easier to work through it but absolutely i always say always new yeah we will i'll never stop learning until the day i die it doesn't matter where i am i think i always like and that just i think it was last year i openly said holy moly, I can't believe all this work I've been doing on myself. And I just realized I have a fear of success. So, you know, it's it's just stuff keeps coming up because the more work you do on yourself, you're kind of unveiling one layer and then, you know, more stuff comes up and then you're unveiling another layer. And then, you know, so we're constantly learning. We're constantly expanding and growing. It will never stop. Yes. And so find the joy in that. <laughs> That's it. You're just gonna dance find, and have fun with it. Find the it because it's gonna it's gonna happen until the day you die. So we may as well play with it. And That's so true. Yes. So true. So so true. Love it. So Natalie, the other thing that I'd love to um, sort of unpack a little bit because you do work with a lot of entrepreneurs. You are a very successful entrepreneur yourself. What do you think is a reason individuals or entrepreneurs or businesses fail to succeed in business? Able to succeed. I think a lack of alignment mm. is a big one. And people often expect things to happen so fast. And the truth is it, it takes time to build momentum. It takes time to build a business and it takes time to create a brand and build audience and no matter what you choose to do, it just probably is going to take more time than you think. And I see people give up sometimes right before they're at that tipping point where I know they're going to make it, but they feel like, oh, I've been doing this for so long and I, I don't feel like I'm getting momentum. And I see that all the time, people just giving giving up a little too soon. Um, I, have a, I have a friend who launched a new business, brand new, has never built a business before, wants to build a membership platform and build a community starting from zero. And it's been three months and she's feeling... She's feeling very frustrated that there aren't more people joining and there that there isn't more traction. And when I was three months in to She Takes on the World, I had like 20 subscribers. And I loved, <laughs> I loved on those 20 people and like would email them all personally, like I knew them all personally. So start start where you are and celebrate where you are in your stage of the journey. And stop comparing yourself to people who have been doing this for a lot longer or who have bigger followings than you or any of any of that. Like just cut that comparison and 
focus on your mission and why you are doing this, why you are building this business or creating this project, stay in that space and keep going. And I really think that's the best advice that I could, I could give you. Mm, I like that. And I mean, you had more than me. I, I also been in business for 10 years. I don't think I had 20 my first couple of months, that's for sure. But um, it's true. It does take a lot of time, a lot of hard work. And I think it's, I think I really like the comparison piece. I don't like, I, I, as in, I don't like comparison, but I like the fact that you brought that up because that is one of those things that people do. And, and even have a look at Instagram now. They've changed the ways that, that they don't have likes anymore because it has an impact on, um, you know, um, psychologically as well for those that do compare themselves with other people because you just don't really know what's going on behind the scene. As you say, you know, you, totally. can, you, you can have this really big brand and big business, but you don't really know what's going on with that person. Absolutely. And what you're seeing online is is not the whole truth. It's not the whole truth. And so don't compare yourself to people on Instagram and allow that to make you feel less than or yeah. make you feel like you're you're not doing enough or you're not far enough ahead. Yeah. And stay focused on your why. Mm. Like that's really what that's what gets me out of bed in the morning. That's what keeps me going. Yeah. Is this this higher purpose? Absolutely. So Natalie, as we wrap up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be that one word for you? Multidimensional. Oh, I like that. And the other thing that we do, (laughs) you are multidimensional. And the other thing that we do, we love to ask our woman of inspiration to leave three shiny gold nuggets for our listeners. So what would be like three practical exercises that you would like to leave for our audience today? Okay, this is going to be a fun one. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to use my new book, The Rituals, as like an oracle deck. And I'm Mm. just going to open to three of the practices randomly. Awesome. Okay. So first one da, 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 is a cleansing bath. The cleansing bath is perfect for boosting creativity, spiritual cleansing, releasing the day, reducing stress, self-care. And there are water rituals in pretty much every culture. Um, they're so beautiful. They're some of my favorites. So you can run yourself a bath. You can mix in some um, some salt, some apple cider vinegar, coconut oil, some drops of like rose or lavender or other essential oils and just visualize like washing the water over you and just washing away the day and releasing any tension and you can do that in a shower as well and just step into the shower and visualize the water turning into white light and just clearing you so lots of different ways that you can do that one let's see what else I love this this is this is driving anticipation here I'm very excited next one next one write your obituary this one I love um This one is great for reflecting on your life and really uncovering what you desire to change because death is an an unavoidable part of life. And I think a lot of us don't confront it until it's right in front of us. Like when a loved one passes away or we're coming face to face with our own mortality through a near-death experience or, or disease or whatever that might be. But I think being conscious of death can really make us more aware of all the precious little moments that we have, like the people that we love and like colors of the sky and the sunset. Like it just makes everything more significant. So I have this practice. I usually do it every year where you write your obituary. I write my own obituary and just sit in a quiet space and visualize taking your last breaths in this body and reflect on your life and how you want to be remembered. And I'm um, not just about like what you've accomplished or anything professional, but the deeper purpose and truth of who you are. So that's another one. I mm, love that. All right, let's do one more.
And the enchanted evening. This is a big one. We talk a lot about morning routines. I'm all about the evening. I'm all about that evening routine. I have a morning routine as well. But in the evening, just connecting with loved ones and reflecting on the day, clearing your mind, disconnecting from your technology, like putting your phone in airplane mode and spending some time with you in the evening and doing that in in whatever way feels good for you and that is that is how I end every single day and what I'm going to do soon after we we are done with this interview. So there's my three. Mm, I love that, Natalie. Thank you so much. So Natalie, where is the best place for our listeners to find you? You can come find me at shetakesontheworld.com or nataliemcneil.com, depending on when this is published. And come and follow me on Instagram at nataliemcneil. Send me a DM with your biggest takeaway from the the interview and I would love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening and for having me today. Thank you so much, Nelly, for coming on the show, for sharing your wealth of wisdom and your time and energy. Thank you so, so very much. Thank you. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift. Where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care of yourself. <music>